All right. I want to thank you for joining us again here at the Profitable Podcast. And I uh, hope these uh, lessons have been a blessing to you uh, as you've been watching those uh, thus far. And uh, that's our goal is to uh, be able to be a blessing to you that you might understand the Word of God. And uh, like Paul told Timothy, that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable. And so we've been looking at the epistle of Second Peter and uh, just to kind of uh, bring our minds back around where we're at in the uh, text here in chapter 2. Uh, uh, Peter has been pointing to uh, the characteristics and the conduct. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, the characteristics and the conduct of these false teachers. And uh, you say, why, why would we give so much emphasis to the false teachers well uh, i want to remind you that they have come as peter said uh to deceive and uh, we know who the great deceiver is the great influencer uh, that has been behind uh, the ages uh, since man uh, in the garden there and that is the devil and he has an agenda and uh, the agenda is to twist to uh, to distort and to deceive man. Uh, you remember in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 10, uh, the Bible says, And the, the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. From the garden to the very lake of fire, that is a characteristic of Satan himself. He is uh, uh, the father of lies, as Jesus said. But secondly, I want you to notice here, uh, that these false teachings uh, leads people to hell. Second uh, Peter chapter 2, you remember Peter said, uh, he said of these people in verse 2 of chapter 2, he says, and many shall follow their pernicious ways. Many, he says, not few, not a couple. Uh, he says, many will follow these ways. And these ways, uh, as we're going to look uh, they're the ways of, of death, of destruction, but also uh, they distort uh, the truth of God. You remember uh, from the previous study, not only does many uh, follow their pernicious ways, he says, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Uh, they, they take the truth and they suppress it. They speak evil of it. And so uh, that's why Peter is putting such emphasis uh, here, uh, exposing, if you will, uh, these uh, false teachers. And because remember, he, he understands uh, that he doesn't have far uh, to go in this life. He, he understands that he is about uh, to leave this world, as we've seen there in chapter 1. And so Peter's exposing the way in which they trapped them with those things. You remember we we've been looking at how that uh, he says and through and through covetousness shall they with feigned words. In other words, they're going to uh, they're going to uh, aim their message at giving man what he wants to hear. And their feigned words are their plastic words. You remember that from uh, the previous study. They're going to form them to whatever uh, they need to form them. And, and Peter pointed out uh, very dogmatically 
uh, how that these people, they were headed for judgment. And uh, he pointed out, you know, that God did not spare the angels. He didn't spare the old world with Noah. And he certainly did not spare uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, as Peter points that out about Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, we, we have a modern day uh, example of it in our day. Uh, how that those uh, uh, that teach today that homosexuality is just a uh, just another form of love. Uh, you know, love is love, but the Bible does not teach that. Uh, the Bible does not teach that homosexual uh, homosexuality is the same uh, thing as a monogamous relationship between a man and a woman. Uh, the Bible clearly teaches uh, that homosexuality is the end of lust. It is the depravity uh, of man's heart. It is unnatural. And so as we uh, seen, seen that, and then we've seen uh, the cost of compromise with Lot, how that Lot went in. He was saved, yes, but he was a compromised believer. He lived there in Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't do nothing for Sodom. Uh, he didn't do nothing for himself. He didn't do nothing for his family. It cost him all the way around. And then uh, he did nothing for God at all. Because you remember Abraham uh, said, Lord, if you'll just find 10 people there, will you not destroy the city? And the Lord said, you show me 10 righteous people there and I will not destroy the city. Uh, Lot had not made an influence on Sodom and Gomorrah whatsoever. And so we, we ended there in, in verse 9. And then we come to verse 10 today. And I want to remind you, we're going to look at the conduct and characteristics of these false teachers. Now in verse 10, uh, Peter says, But chiefly them that walk after the, the flesh in the lust of uncleanness. Uh, those two words, but chiefly right there, uh, it, it means most of all. You'll notice there, if you've got your Bible open there, uh, the last sentence of, of verse 9 has a colon there. It's connected uh, to uh, uh, verse 10. And he says, most of all, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh. What does it mean to walk after the flesh? Uh, this means to order one's life after the old nature to walk uh, doesn't mean like we would just uh, put one foot in front of the other it has to do with our manner of life how we live how we conduct ourselves uh, these are known for uh, they they uh, look after the flesh they live after the desire that old nature inside of them uh, in other words they live like lost people and uh, you remember what Paul said uh, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 5. He says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. And he went on to say this. He says, For if ye live in the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds, put to death the deeds of the body ye shall live uh, what what is he demonstrating there he, he's showing the difference between a lost person and a saved person a lost person only has one nature they cannot live by the holy spirit because the holy spirit does not live inside of them uh, 
But when a person gets saved, they get indwelt with the third person of the Godhead, which is the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, they are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Uh, they can never be the same again if they wanted to be. Now they have an old nature and they have a new nature. Now we have the ability, as Paul said in Romans chapter 6 and verse uh, 14, that sin shall not have dominion over us anymore. Uh, we've been cut loose from that mastery of sin. Now we have the ability to live after the Spirit and to sow our lives into what God wants for us. We have that ability now. But these men, these false teachers, uh, they walk, they live in the lust of the flesh. They conduct their lives under that uncleanness. Notice what he says here, the lust of uncleanness. Uh, this means moral acts of contamination. Uh, these are fed by the flesh and not by the spirit. He says that they despise government. Uh, they, that's not talking about like Washington DC right now, but in government, he's talking about authority. Uh, they despise any authority. They despise the authority of the church. Uh, they despise the authority of the home. Uh, they despise the authority when they're at work. Uh, the civil authorities, uh, they despite, they basically just despise anyone telling them no. Uh, you can't have your way, your covetousness, uh, your desires are not to be fulfilled. God says this is right, and God says this is wrong, and they despise that. Well, what does that lead to? They, they are presumptuous, he says. Presum presumptuous are they, self-willed. Uh, they are arrogant, even toward the things of God. They have no respect. Uh, they're bold in their rebellion to twist and destroy those in authority. Uh, he says this, he says, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities here. And so uh, they have no respect. Uh, you, you think about uh, the statement uh, just right there, how that, that speaks so much of our day today. And uh, how, it, how it just goes so, uh, so well with what's going on in our country today. Uh, but here he's going to contrast them in, with verse 11. He says, whereas angels. Uh, now, I remind you, he points that out here. He says, whereas angels, which are greater in power and might. You remember the book of Hebrews says that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels. For the suffering of death. And so what Peter is going to do here, he's going to contrast these men uh, with angels who are greater than mankind, uh, greater in power and might. Uh, he says that whereas angels that are greater in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. The angel, what does he do? Uh, he re he reports what he sees and he leaves the judgment to God. Uh, I remind you what the book of Jude said of Michael, uh, the archangel there in verse 9 of Jude. Uh, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. And Jude said this, Durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. 
Uh, he didn't cause himself to say something he should not say. But these here, uh, they, they have no sense of that. Uh, notice what he says here in verse 12. He says, but these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed. Their chief character is that they have no sense of moral issues. Uh, they live life like an animal. Whatever they want for themselves, that's all that matters. Uh, they defile themselves by what comes out of their mouth. Uh, it, it's a big thing in our day today uh, for, for pastors to stand in a pulpit and uh, use foul language. Uh, and somehow uh, people say, well, you know, he's just like us. That makes, uh, that makes us feel better to be under uh, someone like that that uses foul language and, and they like that thing. But can I tell you today uh, that, that that ought not be. Uh, he, he is to be uh, an example to the people uh, of godly living, of godly speech as he's there. Uh, but these here in the context, notice what it says, uh, that they, uh, they're made to be taken, speak evil of those things which they know not. Uh, remember what they spoke evil of. You remember in, in the first part of the chapter, he says, they even denying the Lord that bought them uh, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Uh, they speak evil of the truth. Uh, they speak evil of Jesus being the only way. Jesus said, I am the, uh, the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. They speak evil of his person. Uh, they speak evil of his work, and they speak evil of what he done there on the cross. And so these men here, uh, they have no sense uh, of understanding. I think about what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Uh, he says, The natural man uh, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Uh, he says, Neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. A man that does not have the Spirit of God inside of him uh, will act just like these right here. Uh, they speak evil of the things that they understand not and notice he says and shall utterly perish notice in their own corruption uh, in their own corruption they're going to utterly perish there why because their nature has not been changed uh, verse 22 gives us a a good illustration of their own corruption verse 22 he says but it has happened unto them according to the true proverb the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow uh, that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. And so uh, they, they promise liberty, and we're going to see that here in just a few verses here. They promise liberty, but they themselves are the servants of the sin in which they uh, say that we have liberty to carry out. Now, I want you to see here in verse 13, I want you to see the characteristics uh, of these false teachers. Uh, Peter tells these readers that these false teachers, these religionists, shall receive the reward of unrighteousness. 
verse 13, he says, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. He says spots, uh, they are uh, blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. I think of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 22, verse 22, some very sobering words about these false teachers. If you go back and you read the uh, the middle of chapter 7, Jesus warns uh, of the broad way and the narrow way. He says the broad way, many are going to go that way. And that's what these false teachers are teaching. And he tells them to be uh, to beware of false prophets in their day. And then he comes down to verse 22 and he says this. He says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. These false teachers, as they come before them, they're going to say, you know, didn't we do great things? Look at the huge things we built you know we had success and we had uh we had rewards as we were there and we're you know, look at the uh huge ministries we had and all of these things but peter says they're only interested in living in the luxury and they count it pleasure to riot or to revel in the daytime living off money received by their own deceiving of the people my how we see that today he says sporting themselves with their own deceivings uh, sporting sporting means that they're reveling in that with their own deceivings they change the word to whatever will help them stay on top and keep them in that lifestyle whatever needs to change but they're uh, they're living in that unconscious defilement notice what he says here in verse 13 he says sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you i think of what jesus told the pharisees in matthew 25 uh, 23 verse 25 he says woe unto you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter but within they are full of extortion and excess thou blind pharisee cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter that the outside of them may be clean also you see these men they're uh they're just worried about the outside they're worried about the persona uh, they're worried about looking uh the part in front of the world going along with the world uh he says in verse 14 Notice what he says about these false teachers. He says, having eyes full of adultery. These false teachers, they have a greedy appetite that feeds on every sensual pleasure that never seems to be satisfied. They're sensual in their ministry. Uh, they're, they're sexual in their overtones of all of what they do. And he says, they having eyes full 
full of adultery. Uh, it, it speaks of those who, uh, when they look upon a woman, they look upon her with lust. Uh, you remember what Jesus said in Matthew five twenty eight. He says, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman uh, to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Peter reminds these people. He says, Listen, these are those that cannot cease from sin. And can I tell you that right there? Uh, is a point and fact that these are lost people. Uh, Jesus Christ came to save us from the penalty of sin at Calvary, but today we live presently uh, being saved from the uh, the power of sin in our life. That doesn't mean that uh, we're not going to sin at time in our at times in our life, but we don't live habitually uh, in that sin. We confess that sin. Uh, we we uh, we live in a state of repentance in our life. Uh, we can't enjoy that sin anymore. And these they cannot cease from sin. Now, watch what he says here. He says, beguiling unstable souls. Who falls into these traps? Who falls into these traps? Uh, immature believers. Unstable souls. That's the reason chapter 1, Peter started with that. He says, you need to add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and own those seven things right there. He says that you, you might be established in the faith, but these and they prey on these unstable, they beguile them, they trick them, these unstable souls. He says, these men, they have a heart, they have exercised with covetous practices. It's all about saying, listen, uh, you know, the old way, they, they put restrictions on you. They had standards and they had all of these things. Uh, the way of truth, you know, they're going to speak evil of that. Like that was Phariseeism or something like that. But when in truth, we have a sin nature today. God gave us 10 commandments and every one of those 10 commandments is still taught in the New Testament. Um, they are not the way to salvation, but they are what God requires for righteousness in our life. That we are to live a holy life and they are principles by which we 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 live in this life and but these are going to say oh no no restrictions whatsoever uh, they are going to have uh, hearts exercised with covetous practices and watch what he says he says cursed children that's a strong statement he puts on these uh, false teachers they are children of a curse they are marked with a divine curse god in the end can only curse and destroy them because they uh, have rebelled against him. Now watch what Peter does. He gives an illustration of an Old Testament false prophet by the name of Balaam. He says here in verse 15, he says, which have forsaken the right way and gone astray. In other words, they walked up to the right way. And the right way said, listen, if you're going to follow Jesus, you're going to have to die to yourself. You're going to have to pick up your cross and follow him. You can't be the friend of the world anymore 
because to be the friend of the world and to be like the world, James says, is to be enmity against God. And But they came up to that way. They seen that way. And they said, you know what? We don't want that way. We're going to go astray. Uh, we're going to change it to a Christianity we like. We're going to change it to a truth that we like. And how do they get their followers? They get their followers by speaking evil of the way of truth. But notice uh, what it says here of Balaam. Following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. In other words, he went that way because that was the popular way. He went that way because there is where the money was at in telling people what they want to hear. And he goes on to say, he says, but uh, was rebuked for his iniquity. Uh, the dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. God used a donkey that day uh, to stand up in front of Balaam and say, listen, uh, you're going the wrong way. He opened uh, the dumb ass's mouth and he began to speak to that prophet and gave him truth. Uh, what, what more uh, meager being could God have used that day than that donkey? He stood up and he gave him the truth. But you know what? Balaam did not listen. Uh, why? Because uh, the love of money, the Bible says, is the root of all evil. He looked at his pleasure. He looked at his luxury. He, he looked at uh, what he wanted for himself. And he says, you know what? It's not worth me taking a stand against them. Uh, I'm going to hurt myself by doing that. And the Bible speaks about many things about Balaam. I'll just give you just one or two here and uh, not elaborate much. Uh, but Jude in verse 11 uh, speaks of the era of Balaam. Uh, how that uh, apostates, they sacrifice eternal riches uh, for temporal gain. And uh, then it talks about the doctrine of Balaam in Revelation chapter 2 in verse 14. And all of this points to the fact that Balaam's sensual deeds stands as a reminder uh, to God's people of judgment on those who prostitute their God-given talents and gifts for the sake of reward. You say, now why are you putting so much emphasis on this? Because remember, who, who do they come and get? They don't come and beguile the one that knows the word of God. Uh, they don't trick the one that is adding to his faith virtue and virtue knowledge and, and on and on. Uh, they get the ones that are unstable souls. Uh, you remember what Peter said, if we don't add those things to our faith, he says, but he that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see, or see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. You see, no wonder Peter says, listen, I'm about to leave and you've got the word of God. But listen, you need to be aware that just as there were false prophets in the Old Testament, there's going to be false prophets among you. And he says, listen, uh, they're going to 
They're going to speak evil of the way of truth. They're going to deny the Lord that bought them his person, his work. And they are going to tell man what man wants to hear. They're going to give man a sensual Christianity that takes the restrictions off of everything and turns that way of grace into a license to sin. Now, when we come back for our next session, we're going to look at uh, the end of these false teachers as Peter uh, tells us here in this passage. Uh, but it's always uh, good as we open the word of God. It's profitable for us. Why? Because this right here helps us to understand uh, what's going on in our society, what's going on in our age. But it also helps us to understand the great need of us knowing the truth in our own lives. And so I hope you've enjoyed today. I hope you'll be back with us as we come to the next section here and finish out chapter two here today on the Profitable Podcast. <music>